0: The Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl
1: Champions! Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you!
0: Now entering the game for Philly Press Box Radio, Bill Furman and
2: Jim Chesko!
3: It's Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable. Show number 425, Chet, that's a milestone. Brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA. Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA, and the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight, along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. Hey, Chet, the Eagles are leading the way to the NFL dance with a first-round bye to home field advantage. All roads to the Super Bowl go through Philly. The Sixers have now won 13 of their last 16 after last night's blowout win over the Pistons. And it seems the Flyers might have a little goalie controversy on their hands as rookie Sam Erson continues to play well. As always, wanting to talk about in the Philly sports scene.
2: Yeah, Bill, things are pretty darn good on all fronts right now. The Sixers and Flyers on a bit of a roll, Goal figure. The, the Phillies continue to make some wintertime moves. And, of course, the Eagles getting ready to host a couple of games at the Link later this month. And, yeah, I said a couple of games because they will win that first one. Just waiting to see, of course, who their opponents will be. So much to talk about tonight, Bill. We may have to trim down our planned 10-minute segment recapping last night's Golden Globes to maybe, you know, five minutes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, just remember one thing, partner. (laughs) I have the mute button over here just like
2: you do. And I know right where it is, and I know where to punch it. Yeah, well, when you start criticizing Joel Embiid, I'll be using that mute button, too, pal. Well, I mean, that's easy.
3: (laughs) He just walks into all that stuff for me. It makes it easy for me. Hey, but we're going to cover all things Eagles tonight with Bleeding Green Nation's Brandon Lee Galton. And, of course, Poop will be
2: by to uh, do some super
3: wild card weekend predictions with us.
2: Yeah, it's not just wild card weekend anymore, Bill. It is super wild card weekend. Six games. Three of them, of course, which could impact, you know, who the Eagles will play the following weekend. I can't wait to get yours and Boop's take on those games. Yeah, going to be
3: fun because uh, there's a lot of good games and a lot of good teams uh, going into the playoffs. So we'll see. I'm uh, I'm actually still up in the air on a few things in, in my mind.
2: I have mine all written down on our little script here. So uh, I'm ready. And All so's right. our guest. Let's do that's it. That's right. So let's welcome Bleeding Green Nations Brandon Lee Galton back to Philly
3: Press Box Radio. BLG, welcome back, Chet. I don't know how many times BLG's been with us,
2: but it's been great every time. Twenty-two, number twenty-two. <laughs> he is the leader oh, wow. still, the leader in the clubhouse. That's Two crazy. Up on Ray Danger. So uh, yeah, that's pretty. Oh cool my gosh, right
1: there. Well, that's a lot of pressure. Um, thanks Brady. for having me, guys. As always, you got
2: it. Hard to believe we yeah. have not actually talked to you since last August 31st right before the season began you and I Brandon both predicted an 11 and 6 Eagle season Bill was a smidge <laughs> closer to reality he said 12 and 5. Of course they went to an NFC East or an NFC conference best 14 and 3. Great seasons for a whole bunch of guys are you surprised at how the season went the way it did?
1: I mean I'm surprised you know they were this good <clears throat> um you know you looked at the schedule I thought you looked at the roster there's a lot of reasons to believe that they would be a good team for sure but you know, 14-3, and three, breaking a lot of franchise records for not only the wins total, but all the, the individual uh, stat records. The first team ever with four different players with 10-plus. Like, not, no one can say they were predicting all of that. Um, it's been a special season. Obviously, this year ultimately is going to be defined by what they do in the playoffs. But I think people need to take a moment, which they have, because they will have a bye week this week, because of what they've been able to accomplish in the regular season, and and kind of appreciate that and savor that for a second.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, at some point, Brandon, I forget what week it was. I actually jumped up and said uh, fifteen and two. They, they were on such a roll. I I jumped to fifteen and two at one point. Um, they ended up losing, you know, two there at the end to make it three. But uh, overall, great season. And and you can't you got to start with Jalen Hurts and and how much he's improved. And um, here we are. Is he going to be healthy? Are we going to be ready to go come next Sunday or next yeah. weekend?
1: That's that's the uh, the big question, and it's kind of interesting, maybe strange, if you will, how Nick Sirianni keeps talking about how Jalen Hurts is in a lot of pain, and you know you heard from Jalen Hurts after the Eagles win over the Giants, being asked about the status of his shoulder and everything, and he kept saying "good enough" is the term. Um, the good news is the Eagles have you know the extra time here for him to heal up a little bit. I I don't think that is irrelevant. I think that could you know make a difference for him getting that extra time. Um, I don't think he looked terrible by any means. Uh, He was not as sharp as certainly against the Giants. You also have to consider it's not like they were throwing the kitchen sink at that team and really going all out to win and kind of more so doing the bare minimum just to get by, and make sure they clinch the one seed, but also not give too much away and make sure um, they keep Jalen Hurts healthy. I thought he did a really good job for the most part of protecting himself. Uh, So, you know, I think him being available in the run game, which I expect in the playoffs is gonna be a big deal. Uh, And until I have reason to believe otherwise, I'm gonna believe that the rest is gonna help him and he'll be good to go.
2: Well, Brandon, another real concern, uh, speaking of injuries, would be right tackle Lane Johnson. Uh, He sat out, you know, the last few games with what is a pretty serious injury, I believe. And, you know, especially for an offensive tackle who needs that, you know, push from that, the groin or abdominal area. So. He's certainly not going to be close to 100%, I don't think, for the playoffs. Is he going to be good enough to help them, do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he will. It's just maybe a matter of time until he might have to come out again. Um, you know, Hopefully not, but to have such a serious injury like that. And I still think you take – any kind of percentage for the most part of Lane Johnson over the alternative Jack Driscoll or whatever else you would want to do um, if he's not playing. So uh, to have him at all is good news, but certainly, you know, that he's hampered is, is going to be potentially a big deal. It could could be uh, where it results in he's, he has a pretty good game still, but there's that one play, you know, where it's just not Lane Johnson esque that we see from him just because of the injury. So, you know, that could be the difference in the game. Hopefully not.
3: You know, I, I hate to get too far ahead because we got a whole lot of present day football to talk about with the Eagles. But uh, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, both named first team All Pro, uh, saw today where they were also voted by the players in the league as first team All Pro. Uh, when does the Lane Johnson Jason Kelsey window close? Mm. Uh, you know, I, I I mean, to me, it's it's huge. I mean, you're talking about two of the best linemen in the game. Uh, if they were to go out together, that's really huge.
1: Yeah, I think it depends, really. And Like, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, let's say again, maybe Jason Kelsey is like, all right, two rings, this is a good way to kind of go out here. Yeah. Eagles drafted my replacement last year, and, you know, Cam Juergens, you know, it's all good. I can walk away. Everything's cool. If not, is it crazy that he might want to come back for another season? I mean, I don't think so. He's playing still at a very high level. He just said all pro kind of level, and it's hard to believe he's going to fall off until we kind of actually see it happen. So, um, and I'm, I'm not certainly going to be the one who bets against Jason Kelsey. So I think it kind of depends on what the Eagles do here. Um, and then as far as Lane Johnson goes, I mean, if he has the kind of career that let's say Jason Peters has, I mean, he should be playing for like what, seven more years or whatever. now Lane has said that he only wants to play for a few more seasons. I believe, of course, you know, it's one thing to say that now, it's another thing for a couple of years from now to, to be here. And to have money on the table from the Eagles, who certainly will be wanting to keep him around, I'm sure, um, and kind of have it to make a decision there. But given that Holly's gone through and played through these injuries and everything, he might decide that it's it's enough. And again, if let's say the Eagles win the Super Bowl here and they have two rings, he's not going to retire after this season, I would imagine. But maybe down the road, he's like, all right, I'm good.
2: I don't want to think about either of those guys leaving just yet. And a couple of guys who I think are going to be here for a long, long time are Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. They set some records this year, both of them. Ideally, they will be in Philly for, you know, many, many years to come. How about the year these two guys had?
1: I I don't even know how to, like, quantify or qualify A.J. Brown's season, especially because it's just, it's almost to the point to me where it's like, it's very easy to take it for granted how good he is. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, another 100-yard game. That's not surprising to anyone, it's just what you expect at this point. I mean, for him to surpass, you know, Mike Quick's record, and obviously he did it in 17 games, although he did it on the first play of the game, so, you know, kind of closer to 16. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown looked phenomenal in training camp. He looked phenomenal. Early in the season, he looked phenomenal late in the season. I'm sure he's going to look phenomenal in the playoffs. He's just an uh, incredible player. And then Devontae, you know, I think it's overshadowed because AJ Brown is here. And I would, in my head, I'm thinking like this Devontae Smith has to have one of the most underrated wide receiver two kind of seasons. And I don't even think it's really fair to call him a wide receiver two. I think he's a a wide receiver 1B, if you want to say, you know, AJ Brown's above him. He breaks the Eagles record for a single season catches by a receiver. I mean, he's fantastic. Um, both of those guys are just absolute studs.
3: Yeah, and I think you could, you could throw the third guy in the picture too and throw Dallas Goddard in there too because he just makes them all the better when he's on the field. And it gives uh, Jalen Hurts so much more to work with as well. So uh, I expect to see big things from Goddard in the playoffs. I think he's going to be a key.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, him – missing some time in the regular season kind of robbed him of making the pro bowl he should have been in the pro bowl as well i mean he's been awesome he's super efficient and i agree i feel like we haven't seen him use this heavily in recent weeks i think that's going to change when the postseason begins
2: well bill boop and i will make our wild card weekend predictions later in the show but let's get yours for the two games that'll determine whom the eagles will play the following weekend i'm not counting seattle san francisco at all Mm -hmm. uh the new york giants at minnesota and of course dallas at Tampa Bay, I really think both of those games could go either way. What say you, Brandon?
1: Yeah, I know you, you're not asking for that, but I'm just in the sense of, like, yes, I do agree that the 49ers are going to win. Seahawks are not going to win because, if you know, if the Seahawks did, then the Eagles would automatically play them. Um, I do think the Giants are going to be able to pull off the upset here. I mean, the Vikings are not as good as their record indicates. We all know that. They have, they're, like, the only team to finish with 13 wins or whatever in the negative point differential like they have. If you look at some of the more advanced metrics like DVOA from football outsiders, they're 27th, They're actually 28th and weighted DVOA, which kind of counts for more recent performance. Uh, the Giants played the Vikings tough. The last time these two teams met just a few weeks ago in Minnesota, and it took a 61 yard, 61 yard field goal um, from the Vikings at the end to, to be able to win that one. So I think the Giants are going to play this team tough and uh, and I feel good about them. And and therefore by saying the Seahawks are not going to win, the Giants are, then that's, you know, who the Eagles will see, I believe, in the yep. divisional round.
2: And how about that other game? Dallas-Tampa Bay, Monday night. Tom Brady, can he make it 8-0 against Dallas? Oh,
1: well, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if he did. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that. But uh, it's tough. You know, this Buccaneers team just isn't very good. I, I can't say there's a 0% chance, you know, Tom Brady's going to have an epic performance or a classic performance. You know, I think what I'm watching for in this game is if the Cowboys can kind of just jump out strong and build a lead. I don't think we're going to see the same Tom Brady who once led, you know, the greatest comeback of all time in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that same motivation from a guy who might have one foot out the door already in Tampa. So I think if the Cowboys can get up early, they kind of can control that thing and not have to worry too much about losing there. um, I'm going to take the Cowboys to win and cover.
3: All right. Hey, Brandon, uh, Eagles fans, um, well, they're different anyway. So we'll, we'll we'll just start out with that. Uh, they're kind of put these last three games in a box and they're, they're thinking that the Eagles aren't as good as I think they are because of these last three games. Um, you put much credence to that or much weight in how these last three games have played out.
1: not really. Uh, I think we look back at the Cowboys in week 18 last year when they came to Philly, they played the Eagles backups. They put 51 on them next week. They went out against San Francisco at home, only put up 17 points lost. I don't think what we see late in the season necessarily directly correlates to what we're going to see in the playoffs. Again, you can look at the Super Bowl Eagles in 2017 when they did not look good against the Raiders on Christmas night, and then they looked so bad, in fact, that they wanted to play their starters in Week 17 against the Cowboys, nothing to play for, just to see if they could kind of jumpstart that offense and get some uh, momentum going there. And, and they couldn't. They looked really bad, and there was talk about is Nick Foles even the right guy to lead the Eagles in the playoffs? And Sure enough, he was. Uh, So I I don't really put a ton of stock in it. I get some of the restlessness. um, But I think you have to look at the bigger sample of what the Eagles did this year. And you also have to look at how Gardner Gardner Minshew was starting in two of these games. And now you're going to get Jalen Hurts back. And even if Jalen Hurts isn't fully 100%, I'm very confident whatever level he's at is better than what Gardner Minshew is going to give you.
2: Well, I don't want to get too far ahead either, but uh, most people think that if things happen the way we think they're going to happen over the next couple of weekends, that it'll eventually be the Eagles and 49ers playing for the conference championship. How good is Brock Purdy? The guy has started five games, won them all. He was uh, the quarterback, the bulk of the game before that. So really 6-0, and uh, passer rating of 107, 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. He was the last kid taken in the draft. How good is Brock Purdy, Brandon?
1: It's crazy. I don't know. I think even 49ers fans don't know. I don't think anyone <laughs> knows the answer to that question for sure. I feel like we're all waiting for the other shoe to drop on that one. Um, I think you know it's going to be interesting to see when you consider how historically – these quarterbacks who are new to the playoffs and the playoffs on the first time, it's a different atmosphere. It's a different environment. Their track record is not great. So, um, you know, I think you have to consider that Kyle Shanahan is certainly working in his favor and making things easy for him and just the talent the 49ers have on that team. And let's say their offense isn't even really looking all that great. Well, I mean, that defense is still going to be very good and they're going to keep the points down. So they're a juggernaut of a team. Um, They're certainly the biggest challenge to the Eagles in the NFC here. And uh, I don't know what to fully make of him, so we'll see.
3: Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I want to go back to the, to the present Eagles. And uh, the game plans are a little baffling to me. Um, they, they seem to want to throw, 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 throw. Uh, and even early in the season when things were a little rough, they hunkered down and drove around the football uh miles sanders I, I i made a couple notes in the last 11 games miles sanders has only five times carried the ball more than 12 times in a game uh and in in those games he he um two of those games 144 and 143 yards rushing um what what seems to be the love affair with the throw in the football when you have the best offensive line in the game
1: I think in week 18, there was an effort, to, you know, to test Dylan Hurts out a little bit and want to see what he could do with his arm and how he would probably handle the workload that he did and how he would respond to that. So there was some, you know, experimentation, I believe, to some extent going on. Probably still could have ran the ball a little bit more for nitpicking. Um, but, you know, you look at the Saints game, I don't think they ran the ball enough, especially considering the Saints are weaker against the run than they are against the pass, which is kind of a reverse of how they had been in previous years. So there were more opportunities for that course miles sanders hasn't really been 100 percent here you know he's been limited in practice some of these recent weeks he's had a knee brace on he's actually played the lowest snap count percentages of the season in each of his last two games um i think part of that is the team wanting to be a little cautious with him and have him available in the playoffs heavily to to lean upon so i think that's part of it um and i think part of it is this I mean, the Eagles are always going to pass a lot. (laughs) They like to pass a lot. That's that's going back to Andy, whatever. Um, But I do think we're going to see more miles than in the postseason than we did at the end of the regular season here.
2: Um, I got to ask you something else, Brandon. Have you ever had taco soup made by Nick Sirianni?
1: I want. I would love to. Uh, I would love to to get that with fritos on the side, right? Yeah, I would, I would take some Fritos on the side, too. Uh, I'd, I'd give him some feedback, um, but I have not had it, no.
2: <laughs> His wife loves it, from what he tells That's us. Right. That was just bizarre. But anyway, uh, back to football. Uh, I'm going to ask you about a punter right now. Is Aaron Sipas done for the season, and is Brett Kern officially the punter? Because he has not been great. I know he used to be you know, a Pro Bowl punter, but he has not been great since he took over for Sipos. What's the status there?
1: I mean, he's been, like, not even, it's not great. He's been bad. Like, flat out, yeah, just awful. Exactly. Um, yeah. He ranks, like, dead last in the league in average hang time. Like, any kind of key punting net average, I think he's 35th out of 36 punters. Like It's a small sample size. He's only punted, I think, 10 times. Um, But still, it's been really bad. And that's, that's pretty concerning to me. To a point, I mean, the Eagles probably aren't going to be punting a lot in the playoffs. We know they're pretty aggressive. Um, and their offense is really good. It's not like they're going to have to punt as maybe as much as some other teams might. But still, um, they're going to have to do it more than ever. And I don't love that. Uh, as far as Sipas goes, uh, he seems to be in a walking boot still. All indications mm-hmm. are that, um, to me, that he's not going to be available. I don't know that. I'm not going to say 100% he can't come back. But uh, I don't. I don't think that's the option. And it's a little bit. Uh, unfortunate to me that the Eagles kind of didn't maybe bring in for this kind of somewhat meaningless week 18 game, just another punter. Why not? Just give another chance, try him out, see what they have, but um, they're sticking with current and uh, it's concerning because he's been really bad.
3: Yes. Yeah. Hey, I, I, we haven't even talked defense yet. Defense has been pretty darn good. Jonathan Gannon's still under the gun from the Eagles fans. I don't really get it. They're, they're, they're ranked at the top of everything just about or very close uh, and only given up, more than 21 points three times in the entire season yet Jonathan Gannon always seems to be the whipping boy for the Philadelphia Eagles sports fans uh what what do you make of this defense they're pretty darn good
1: yeah it's a it's a kind of a cognitive dissonance thing here where I think people you know they know the metrics look good I think people can see that but I think feeling and knowing are two different things and the feeling is definitely always that or isn't always matching up with what the numbers show. And I think there is something to the fact that um, if you have a defense that kind of lets the team take underneath and, you know, it, it puts them in a challenging position where they kind of consistently have to keep converting on, let's say, third and four or whatever. But if you can, it can kind of demoralize maybe the defense because it's like, oh, we gave up another third down. We give up another third down. And especially if you're home, which the Eagles will be, in the playoffs, the crowd. Um, I saw that in the Saints game when Andy Dalton, you allow them to just march down the field, and by, you know, the third or fourth time that Eagle Sands are getting up or should be getting up on third down, you know, to cheer for the team, you know, there's some wind taken out of the sails a little bit there. So, I, you know, I think there is something to the style um, that kind of can be a little bit deflating at times and frustrating. I, You know, I think on the whole, you sign up for the results that you get. Um, but I also think when it comes to Gannon and evaluating him in the bigger picture, last year, you know, I was pretty consistent that I don't think the Eagles – Overperform their talent, and I think that's what a good coach does. He gets the most out of the talent that you have. I think they kind of underperformed, and this year I think they're at their level. But I also think you have to give a lot of credit to Howie Roseman, who has added a lot of talent on this team. Um, half of the roster is either like, uh, when it comes to the defense alone, are either like Pro Bowlers or Pro Bowl alternates. There are a lot of star players on this team. Um, you know, Gannon obviously deserves some level of credit for helping them have those seasons, but at the same time, I think the talent here is a big factor.
2: Well, speaking of um, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen, they're both getting some interviews this week, allegedly. Do you think they're going to lose both or at least one of them in the offseason?
1: I'm more confident they're going to lose Jonathan Gannon. I mean, we saw him get so much interest last year. Kind of, again, to me, somewhat inexplicably, especially when you consider, like, D'Amico Ryans is out there. And I just think D'Amico Ryans, uh, not that Gannon has a terrible track record right now, but I think it's very clearly that D'Amico Ryans' track record is even better than what Gannon... Uh, is offered. So uh, yeah, I do think he's going to get a job. He has a lot of charisma. Steichen is, he seems to be getting a lot more interest in terms of he's already has three teams uh, requesting an interview with him. I don't know from the personality standpoint that I really see it as much with him. He seems to kind of more have the acumen and like be, maybe he might be more suited to be a good offensive coordinator to me than a good head coach and a leader of a team. Um, But I could be wrong about that. You know, I I don't know him maybe as, as well. Uh, and I'm not getting to interview him like these teams are, so I, I could be off. But my sense is just I, I don't know for sure that um, he would draw that same kind of uh, inspiration and, and and end up getting a job.
3: Hey, Brandon, Freddie Burns sends you a, a little note. I think you see it on your screen there. The goat.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Freddie. Yep. How about that?
3: Hey, hey, Brandon. Um, I have to, add you, we talked Lane Johnson, we talked Jason Kelsey. How about the year Brandon Graham has had? He's been, I mean, you could talk about Hassan Reddick, certainly, but Brandon Graham as the the elder statesman of this football team uh, with those other guys, what a, what a season.
1: It's incredible. I mean, to be 34, um, you know, a lot of players might have to hang it up at this point. He was drafted in 2010. Benny Graham is out here, and you know, he has a case for comeback player of the year. Is he going to win it? Probably not. He's not going to get that national respect, but I think he should because I mean, he came back from an ACL tear and had a career year at age 34. It's wild, it's crazy. Um, honestly, I can't say I'm shocked from the standpoint of seeing him in practice and training camp this summer. He was awesome. I was like, this he might actually be able to have a career year because he was looking great. Uh, whatever he did in that time, you know, from that injury to get right and get healthy and everything, and part of it is that. He's been able to take advantage of an Eagles pass rush rotation that's so deep that he doesn't have to play. You know, like even seventy percent, he's on a low snap count percentage. That's the thing. He had a career year production wise while playing the lowest snap count percentage, so he's really been able to maximize those plays. He is out on the field and and get the most out of those snaps. So, uh, Brandon Graham's awesome. Obviously, he's the Eagles Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, nominee. I, I would love to see him win that award. Um, you know, he's an Eagles legend, the Super Bowl. Like, can't say enough good things about Brandon Graham.
2: DLG, I'm not going to let you uh, get out of here without talking about these guys because Uh you follow the game closely, much more closely (laughs) than my partner here. And I got to ask you, how good are these 76ers right now? They've moved up to fourth place, percentage points ahead of the Cavaliers. It's really tight in the East. I don't know if the standings mean that much, you know, at the end of the regular season. They still got to prove it in the playoffs. What's your take on the Sixers right now and what they're doing and what their outlook is?
1: Well, you just said it, Chet. It's all about about getting out of the second round. I mean, until they do that, I'm not going to just assume they can. I feel like the vibes have been kind of strange this season, especially with the slow start. I kind of set a weird tone um, for this year, but I was really impressed with the win last night over the Pistons. I know it's just the Pistons, but one of the things that frustrates me about the Sixers team over the years is that they can't be they can't blow out some of these bad teams or if they'll, they'll build a big lead and allow the other team to get back into it which doesn't allow them to rest their starters. I was so happy to see that all five starters from last night were their their minutes were in the 20s. That's great. Get in there, blow them out, pull them out, get some rest. So, you know, I think they're in a stretch here where they should be able to win their next three games um and I feel like, you know, they're going to be in the mix. Um do I have unequivocal faith and trust in them? It's no, I don't because between Embiid who I love But certainly, uh, it needs to be better. It needs to be healthy for once in the playoffs. And then Harden certainly is not known for being a playoff performer. Um, So, I probably have more hope than I did uh, now than I did in the beginning of the season. But still very much a long way to go.
3: Bill? Oh, I think the big question of every day is what body part is hurting on Joel today to make him questionable? Here we go. Is it the back? Is
2: it the foot? Is it the ankle? Is it the elbow? What? 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 36 points in 24 minutes last night. He is the all-time leader in points per minute. If the guy <laughs> is healthy, he's going to be there, and he's going to be able to, if, you know, if, help the game. win me something, and call me back. Hey, Brandon, before we <laughs> let you go, let
3: everyone know where they can follow you on all your social media. You got a ton of things going on, as usual.
1: Yeah, you can check me out at bleedinggreennation.com, uh, the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed as well, uh, the SB Nation NFL show where we talk about not just – uh, well, we talk about the Eagles too, but we talk about the whole league. Um, so, you know, those are the big things on Twitter at Brandon Gowden and on Instagram at Brandon Gowden.
3: Fantastic. Well, hey, BLG, as always, thanks for taking the time to join us. Uh, I guess the one final question. Are the Eagles going to the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, of course. Or are they going to well, win? There you go. I mean, yeah, if you're there, why not?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All right, my man. Appreciate you coming back 22nd time. Yes, indeed. All right. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Brandon. So guys-
2: yes.
3: Yeah. all right hey chet good stuff brandon's always on the money no doubt hey um, uh, you know chet it's cold out the cold weather has come it's a little cold up there in the northeast for sure so uh you might actually be spending a little more time at home on your couch or you are in your car although every time i see you you're in a concert somewhere i don't know but <laughs> it's time for you to start saving with all states pay as you go auto insurance
2: yeah bill all states pay as you go auto insurance puts you in control you only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs see how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent in Westchester Pennsylvania that is Dave LaVoy by the way happy 11th anniversary to Dave and his all state agency call david 610 430 0700 once again 610 430 0700 and start to save more now that you are driving less that's right hey chet
3: winter activities speaking of that being in the cold you might need to warm up so why don't you go to the
2: irish rover station house what's going on over there well there's always something good going on at the irish rover station house they have quizzo every wednesday evening live music saturday nights Ty Kingsley is there this weekend providing the tunes, plus killer burgers Thursdays, dinner specials Thursday through Sunday, a $5 per item tailgate menu during all Eagles games, and yeah, 24 beers on tap all the time. Very soon we will get details about how the Rover is going to celebrate its 10th anniversary at its Bellevue Avenue location. More details about all of the above at the website IrishRoverStationHouse.com. And I think I need a little Merle before. I can continue. So Merrill, where are you? Hi football fans. This is Merrill Reese and you're listening to Bill and Chet on Philly press box radio. It's good.
3: Well, Hey Chet, uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Sixers again, just, just because it's fun. But before we do, want to give out a shout out to our pal Keith Pompey, uh, National Sports Media Association, Pennsylvania Co-Writer of the Year this year. Nice award for Keith. It's for his coverage with the Sixers. Uh, We always have a lot of fun with Keith when he's on the show. He's always great talking Sixers. And because he's a giant fan and a Pitt Panther fan, we have a lot of fun with him. Uh, But congratulations to Keith on a a great honor. You don't win those kind of things that often.
2: Yeah, he's a good man. He does a great job for the Inquirer. So, yeah, we do have a lot of fun with him and we'll go back and forth with him on the Eagles giant stuff because he gets a little crazy with that once in a while. But uh, great writer and congratulations are in order for sure. Hey, also a couple other things. Uh, you know, Fester, our buddy's still going through some medical stuff all the time, it seems. So we wish Fester the very best. And our pal, Jane. Jane's got a little procedure tomorrow. So we wish Jane the best also.
3: Absolutely. Get. Get well, stay well, you guys. we got a lot of stuff you have to do, so uh, be healthy. All right, hey, Chet, Sixers, uh, as we said, have won 13 of 16. They're now 25 and 15, just one game left until the midpoint of the season. They're on pace for 50 wins. They've done it with a bunch of injuries. Uh, the second half of the season is going to be really interesting, the way things are are being played out in Eastern Conferences. You can see with the stats or the standards you put up there. I remember when we were talking last week, Uh, They were just three games out and here they are playing good
2: ball, but now they're three and a half out. Yeah. The Celtics were a little bit of a nosedive for a while, but now they're playing well again. The nets keep on winning. I don't know how that's happening, but from first place through fifth place, as you just saw a difference of three and a half games. So it's really tight. Uh, And by the way, the guy that you love to diss Joel Embiid. Yeah. He missed three games, but he came back and looked great last night with the, the little foot pain, but as I said, 36 points in 24 minutes. Harden playing great still. He's uh, got 15 uh, assists five times now this year. And he's got a bunch of triple doubles this year as well. So, you know, keep him and keep Joel healthy. And I think they can finally get past the second round. As Brandon said, no guarantees. But I'm feeling a little more optimistic than I was certainly a month ago. Well, getting Maxi back certainly helps. He's he To me, he
3: could be that guy. But I did think it's interesting, and I'm not picking on Embiid here, uh, but it was interesting to me, uh, and I forget which game it was, that uh, he was out, and they had seven guys score in double figures and blew out the opponent. Um, and, And Glenn Rivers seems to better utilize his bench when Joel is not available, it seems, and then he gets production from them, and they win games. I, I, to me, you know, this team's obviously built around Joel, Um, but is that really the right thing to do? And we've talked about that 30 points versus 40 point thing and
2: all that before. It's still the right thing to build around him. He He's one of the, you know, perennial MVP candidates. He's going to be in the top five in the MVP voting again this year Um, when he is healthy. And yeah, I know it's an if, you know, is he going to be healthy? He is a guy to build around. He's He's not Will Chamberlain, it's a totally different game now, but he's a guy who can not only, you know, score inside, he can make three-pointers, he can defend. He's not going to get 20 rebounds a game like Will did because he's not always right near the basket, but he is going to get 11, 12 rebounds pretty much every night. Um, It's just keeping these guys healthy and, yeah, using the bench a little better. Coach Rivers could do a better job with that, I agree. And some of that's on the players, though. Too, we're not getting the production we would like to see from some of those guys. So hopefully, that will improve as they continue to get to know one another and you know get a better feel, better feel for one another during the second half of the season. Yeah, well, those bench guys are only going to get better when they get to play. You know, uh, getting
3: getting limited minutes every night in, in mop up time isn't isn't going to get it done. And I think that's where that's where they got to get. We talked about this last week with Kevin Cooney about just the the depth being good enough to win. And uh, it's a long season. It's a long grinding playoffs, and guys get banged up, and Joel gets banged up every day anyway. So that's a, that's a whole other thing. And uh, they they
2: got to have everybody ready if they're going to make a run. Yeah, DeAnthony Melton, Shake Milton, and uh, George Niang all have their moments, you know, just nice to – it would be nice to see a little more consistency out of all of them.
3: Yeah, well, you know, and you, you mentioned Wilt. Uh, you know, there, there was a time when Wilt couldn't win a championship either until Wilt stopped scoring all the points and, and became more of a team guy and was dishing the ball off more. And then they started winning, winning championships. So there, there's that, too. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. But it's going to be a fun second half of the season, I think.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to win 50 games, and they'll be right there in the mix. But as we said, it's going to be what are they going to do come playoff time. And if they don't get past the second round, we're going to have the same complaints as we've had the last three years. That's right. All right, let's
3: move on. Let's give a shout-out to all the shows over at the Edge of Philly Sports Network. Wall-to-wall coverage. As usual, you can catch all the action on www.eopsports.com, as well as Edge of Philly Sports on YouTube. You can find our show on Philly Press Box Radio YouTube channel as well. Please help us out. Hit those subscribe, subscribe, follow, like buttons, and as always, share with your family and friends. As you can see from the graphic, all kinds of coverage. A little later on Sunday this week because of uh, no Eagles game, but you see, we got a little Sixers Lakers post game uh, coming on on Sunday as well. But loaded up all week, all good stuff happening at the Edge of Philly Sports Network. Hey, Chet, uh, College Football Hall of Fame announced their class of 2023. Brian Westbrook of Villanova, Troy Vincent of Wisconsin, both selected. Both great Eagles. Of course, Brian uh, playing locally at Villanova.
2: Great job by those guys. Yeah, congrats to both Troy and to B. West, both of whom, by the way, visited Philly Press Box Radio last year. And you know who else was uh, one of the guys who are going into the Hall of Fame? That would be that Jeremy Macklin Macklin, who played his uh, college ball at Missouri. That's Macklin on top. You got B. West in the middle of the photographs here and Troy Vincent down the bottom. So congrats to those guys, plus some other familiar names, you know, like uh, Tim Tebow, And that Luke Kuechly as well. Reggie Bush, of course. So, congrats to all these guys. I believe the inductions will be later in the year, November or December, out in Las Vegas. And I'll tell you,
3: Chet, if my memory serves me right, and I meant to look this up today and I forgot, but when we were lads, Bill Kohler of Montana State, who is going into the Hall of Fame, I believe he was an eagle back in the day, if my memory serves me right. Maybe our man Boop, Bob Patron Jr. Of Poop stats could tell us that when we I don't remember on. that
2: name, I Bill Kohler, Bill Kohler, I believe,
3: played for the Eagles some sometime back there and the early, early in his career when we were just lads. Okay, maybe we'll check that out. That'd be another one to have. And hey, Congrats also all. the NFL uh, announced their fifteen finalists that will be cut down to six for induction. Not a sniff of an Eagle in that group jet of fifteen. Uh, one of these days, Eric Allen has to get in the mix because I say. For what it's worth, Eric Allen is better than Rondé Barber, and Rondé yeah, Barber it, is in the group of fifteen.
2: It would certainly be nice. Certainly deserving is Eric Allen, and I'm still going to campaign for Seth Joiner to get in there one of these days too. I know it's probably not going to happen at this point, but I think Seth deserves it as well. Well, Seth Seth hasn't been
3: making the the second group, the down to know, fifty group. He's
2: in the hundred group, yeah, but He's I not
3: know. making the down to fifty group. Uh, Eric Allen makes the fifty group but then he can't make the 15 group. Uh, that's where he's being left out. And Thurrell uh, Rivas is a corner that's in on this group, and so is uh, Rondé Barber. Rivas Re- got a lot of ink uh, along the way, so that probably helps him. But I- I'm,
2: I'm Eric Allen over Rondé Barber all the way. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with it. We just got to convince enough voters of that, though, Bill.
3: Yeah, well, it's a lot of good players on that list. I mean, well, nine aren't going in. Uh, and all nine could go in. I mean, it, it's a solid list for sure. Let's wake up Boop, shall we? All right, let's welcome our man from Boop Stats, Bob Petrone Jr., brought to us from his home office at Splits Bar and Grill uh, to make this week's picks, provide us some Super Bowl, Super Wild Card Weekend, better tidbits. Boop, welcome
0: back. Willie Colors? Is that who we're talking? William. Yeah, Bill Kohler Bill yeah. Kohler. Uh 1974 played 13 games, one start. <laughs> there you there go. You go. There you go. And that's just off the top
3: of my head. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Okay. Hey, boop's on. And look, here come the
2: cheers.
0: Here come the cheers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boom, <laughs> hey
2: boop. Look at that. Fans go wild.
0: It's like walking the splits. They all yell my name when I walk in there, too. Yeah. Hey uh, boop, let me ask
2: you something. I did a story on my uh, real job the other day, business news. Uh, that since it was legalized in New Jersey, New Jersey has uh, wagered something like $38 billion, which is $32 billion, more than any other state, including Nevada, Pennsylvania, third illness. Is it true that you accounted for 25% of those uh, wagers?
0: I, I can either confirm or deny that, <laughs> but I'd have to reach my wallet and double check the exact figure.
3: Okay. <laughs> hey, Boop, I don't know if you can see the screen, but I just keep uh, putting up. Cheers for you as we go <laughs> I on. We got to poop, though. There, poop, there are, close enough. Well, we, we knew what he meant.
0: spelled <laughs> worse. Uh, that's good.
3: <laughs> All right. Hey, Chet, regular season is complete. Uh, How did we do last week? What were the regular season standings? I could tell you I was pretty excited when Detroit won that game because I knew they would. But then did I get hammered in the national championship
2: game because you forced me to take TCU? <laughs> Did we? I thought, I thought you ended up taking Georgia because nah, we see. took TCU with the points. Uh, I Oh, you took TCU with the points. Yeah, we went, that was with the points. We had to do the points on that one, you said. Yeah. Uh, so well, you said you maybe not. Georgia. I guess we better go back yeah. and look. According to my notes. I went uh, opposite we, of you guys. Yeah, we took TCU with the points because okay. I flipped the coin. Then I took Georgia. <laughs> yeah there you go so the question now is is the defending champion choking bill i was just three and three in week 18 as was boop and this includes the uh college championship game which stunk we did about as well as aaron Rodgers, but not quite as awful as (laughs) dak prescott in week 18. (laughs) meanwhile you mr Furman, if we do include that point spread pick for the college football national championship game you somehow went five and one so my three game lead is now down to one I am 48 and 28. You are 47 and 29, Bill. Boop stays eight games back and is now just trying not to get hurt. <laughs> hey, he's got time. We're all at the dance. We're, we're 0 and 0 now.
3: Not really. We're adding on, but it sounds yeah. good. Wild card playoff prediction time, guys. All right. Well, hey, we're going to pick all six this weekend. This should be fun. Uh, you know, it's easy to pick the favorites in this, uh, but never seems to work out that way on wild card weekend, so. Here we go. Saturday games. Let's start out with Seattle at San Francisco to Niners minus nine and a half. Looks like a breeze game, boop.
0: Yeah, this is the Niners' first playoff home game against a division rival since 1990 uh, when they thumped the Rams 30 to 3. This won't be quite that easy, but they're going to win and cover.
2: Yeah, I think they'll win and cover also. As we mentioned earlier when we had Brandon on, Brock Purdy, 5-0 and as a starter, 6-0 and overall, counting the game he played before that. Uh, I like the Niners to roll in this one.
3: Yeah, I, I think Niners too. I don't think there's much way around it. I, I want them to get beat sometime before they see the Eagles, but I don't It'll see be it nice. being this week. All right, Chargers visit Jacksonville. Chargers minus one and a half. I think this is an interesting game because I think we all want to root for Doug Peterson. Uh, whether that's brain or or not, or brain or heart, we'll see.
0: In case you've forgotten, Doug Peterson is 2-0 and straight up as a home underdog in the playoffs. So let's make it 3-0, Jacksonville.
2: Good point. Uh Well, boy, this is tough for me because I'm rooting for Dougie P, but I'm also going with my head. And if you can see it right there, I did take the L.A. Chargers to win this game. I'm kind of hoping I'm wrong, even though it would hurt me in the standings. I think the Chargers will prevail. We'll see. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to take Jacksonville because I am going to go with my heart.
3: Uh, I, I like that the Jaguars are home. I think they're playing pretty good ball. Um, I do like Herbert, though. I think he's a pretty solid quarterback for, for the Chargers.
2: But I'm going to go with Jacksonville at home here. Either way, this is a win for me, the way I, I take it. Because if Jackson wins, I'll be happy. And if the Chargers win, I got a prediction right. All right, so now
3: we get to Sunday. Miami visits Buffalo. Buffalo minus nine. Is Buffalo a team of destiny here, boys, or uh, they just gonna roll this thing? You
0: know, when they flex, when they flex their muscles, they might just be the best team in the NFL. And and now it looks like they might be on a mission. So uh, they're gonna definitely win this week, and I think they're gonna be the probably the toughest out for the two teams I'll be rooting for: the Eagles and Chiefs down the line. So Buffalo.
2: Is Tua playing in this game, Boop? No, no Tua. So Buffalo should roll. Oh, we, lost, we lost you there, Boop. I, I heard no Tua. Is that correct? No Tua. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no Tua. No Bill, idea. you got Buffalo. I take it. Yeah, I got Buffalo.
0: Uh, All right,
2: next. Giants. Go ahead, Boop.
3: Oh, Giants right. versus versus Buffalo, the Minnesota I mean, guys, Vikings. Go ahead, Boop.
0: One road one road team is going to win this week, and I think it might be the Giants who are going to revert to their early uh, season uh, acumen of winning games, although I'm not quite sure how they did, so I'm taking New York uh, here.
2: Boop, you're absolutely right. Minnesota has not played great down the stretch. I think this is a, a road team that wins, and... I think it would be good for the Eagles because it could mean it will mean that the Eagles will play the giants in the divisional round. So I'm taking the New York football giants. I am going with the Minnesota Vikings.
3: Uh, I don't like to take a team that can't play defense, but I just still don't think the giants are any good and not having to do with last week's game against the Eagles. I just don't think they're good enough. Uh, Minnesota can score bunches of points. Uh, So I'm going to go Minnesota in this game. Mm -hmm. Next. All right. Baltimore visits Cincinnati. Bengals minus seven. Lamar Jackson looks like he is out again. It seems like.
0: yeah. Since the beginning of December, Baltimore's averaging 12.5 points a game. That's not going to beat Joe Burrow. Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, this is uh, an easy one for me. I I think uh, both the Niners game and this one are going to be Easy for the home teams. I'm taking the Bengals to win and cover. Well, I don't know it's going to be easy because
3: I think Baltimore will play some defense. uh, But without Lamar Jackson, I just don't think Baltimore can can beat Cincinnati. So I'm going to take Cincinnati. All right. That gets us to Monday Night Football. Dallas visits 7-0 against them. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dallas just minus 2.5 in this game, Boop.
0: The last time the Cowboys won a road playoff game, Larry Anderson was still pitching for the Phillies <laughs> Tampa Bay.
2: Is that true?
0: They've lost eight in a row. Their last win came January 17th, 1993.
2: Wow, I did not, not know late. that! Yeah, <laughs> you look good, Bill. You look better than ever. That's, that's LA. I know, I know yeah. it is. I'm taking Tampa Bay as well. Uh, not just because I want to see Dallas lose just, you know, I would be very happy to see Dallas. lose. I just think Tampa Bay is going to win this one because Dak Prescott is inconsistent and the Cowboys are going to do cowboy like things here in the playoffs.
3: Yeah. I, I'm going to take Tampa uh, because I'm not going to bet against Brady in the playoffs. And I, I don't really know what to think of Dak and how this thing is playing out with him. I mean, I'm not a fan. I've never thought he was that good, but I never thought he was this bad either. Uh, I just think he's really struggling. And, you know, maybe uh, maybe TB12 can put one more together. Yeah. All right, Boop, throw some weekly splits, bar, and grill tidbits for us this weekend.
0: You know, we mentioned the uh, Cowboys have lost eight straight road playoff games. It's tied for second all-time in NFL history. Um, the Lions are actually ro- working on an 11 game road postseason losing streak. Their last road playoff win, the Lions, was uh, Chet's 16th birthday, December 22nd,
3: 1957.
0: Hey. <laughs> <Watch it now. laughs> um, a couple other numbers I'll throw at you um, Tom Brady has played in 47 playoff games, the Philadelphia Eagles have played. 47 playoff games, a little <laughs> symmetry there. That I always like numerical symmetry. Um, jumping around. We uh, mentioned college football earlier in that 65, uh, seven blowout Georgia had. Um, if you don't, if you follow me on Twitter at bootstats, you might see that I put a list together. I uh, checked out as many uh, college and pro football levels in the North America that I could find all the NCAAs and N A AFL AA and it is the third largest margin of victory in any title game that I could find, bettered only by the 63 nothing Dayton victory in NCAA Division III championship in 1980, and the infamous Chicago Bears 73 nothing blanking of Washington whatever their nickname was there back in 1940. Pretty big blowout, and I was on the wrong side of that one. And lastly, <laughs> I don't know if you guys talked about this. Did you see what Miami did
2: last night? Miami Heat? Uh, made 40 free throws. 40 for 40.
0: 40 for 40 yeah. from the line. Butler and they won
2: 23
0: by one. For 23. Wow. And they won by one point. Right. I mean, yeah, that's how important, important is though. free throw shooting when if you go 38 for 40, you're going to lose?
3: Yeah. did right. you say, Chet, Butler's 23 for 23, right? Yeah, Jimmy Butler, yep. yeah. That's a lot that's of foul most, shots. Yeah, history. A lot of foul shots. That's a yep. lot of foul shots. It sure is. Yeah. Uh, it's,
0: like it's like a 1990s Big East game.
3: Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, Chet, uh, Boop, before we let you go, let everyone know where they can follow you on your social platforms and everything else you got going on.
0: You can follow me at on Twitter at BoopStats, B-O-O-P-S-T-A-T-S. Uh, and I have a website, BoopStats.com, where I put uh, a lot of the stuff I post on Twitter and a, a PDF so that you can print it out things like TV listings each day and uh, filled off your schedules and and big five I did a couple of big five lists this week with number one teams. it was pretty cool so um, Boopstacks.com or on Twitter at Boopstats All
3: right Boop it's the dance you're back in the you're back in you made it to the dance it's all good we're gonna start winning some games.
0: Yeah, that's good. I, that'll be very good. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Boop. All ya. right, Boop. Thanks.
2: Thanks guys. All right. Hey, Chet, good stuff as always from Boop. Hey, Bill, be, before I tell you about next week, I got to tell you something else. um oh. I got to tell you about what's happened with Philly Sports Trips because they got something real special happening right now. Ooh. Philly Sports Trips excited about the Birds being just two home wins away from going to the Super Bowl. So with the big game set for next month in Arizona, Philly Sports Trips has decided to start taking 100% fully refundable deposits for trips. It's gonna be very difficult to get to Arizona and Philly Sports Trips wants to reward fans who commit early by guaranteeing them a seat on their private charter flight and a room at the hotel, depending on your chosen package. The deposit $499 reserves your spot if the Philadelphia Eagles make it to Super Bowl 57 And keep this in mind, all deposits are fully refundable or transferable to any other future trip. Now, if the Eagles make it to the big game, but you aren't happy with the package for any reason, you can still get a full refund of that deposit if you request it prior to Monday, January 30th at 5 p.m. That will be the day after the conference championship games. Early registration guarantees that you have the best access to flights and hotels. Philly sports trips charter flight will fill up quickly. Hotel rooms are limited. So... Get all the details at phillysportstrips.com. And, oh, regarding those two home games at the Lincoln, yes, I'm confident, as I said, there will be two of them. Sherry's Ticket Town has the tickets for you. Sherrystickets.com is easy to use and has no hidden fees. The price you see is the price you pay. Pay less and play more with Sherrystickets.com. Save even more by using the exclusive promo code EOP10. That is for Edge of Philly eop 10 don't pay hidden fees and save 10 percent why use any other ticket reseller and get those hard to come by tickets for the big game through sherry's of course sherry's also has great theater and concert tickets that are hard to get your hands on remember use the promo code eop 10 the website sherry's there you go bill
3: now chet did not i see a note today uh that they have tickets for the playoff
2: game next week is that I believe so. Yeah, um, that is true. Yeah, that's what I said regarding the two home games at the link. You oh. can check with them. They certainly have them for the first game. And they will, you know, they're competitive with all the other rivals out there as far as secondary market prices. Gotcha. Okay, good
3: stuff. Hey, uh, great guest tonight in Brandon Lee Gaulton as always, and Boop, as
2: always. Who's coming to Philly Press Box next week? Well, I got to check my notes and find out. Oh, yeah, I know who's coming next week. Well, Chief, you and I will preview the Eagles divisional round playoff game against whoever. We don't know who that's going to be yet, but we will also have a couple of great guests joining us to talk about the Philly sports scene and more. First of all, we met this guy a few months back and had such a good time talking to him that we are having him back again from the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. It is Mike Conroy. Mike will help us promote a real cool event that's happening later this month up in Norristown. It's a Darren Dalton Foundation fundraiser at Von C. Brewery on the 27th. I can't wait to go there because I've heard great things about that particular brewery. And you know who else is going to be there? And on this show, as a matter of fact, next week, Mickey Morandini, a fan first, favorite and a great first guy. time visitor. Twitter. Philly's second baseman, Mickey Morandini. First timer. Yeah, first timer. How about Nicky. that? Very good. Hey, Nicky. never too yeah. early to
3: talk baseball. That that's for sure. And uh, you know, I, I can tell you because I live right down the street from Tiger Town, where the Tigers uh, spring train. I went by there the other day, and
2: there's balls and bats out there already, Chet. You can hear the. Yeah, bumps. well, next next week it's officially one month from the time pitchers and catchers report. So we are getting close, Bill. Yep, I like they're the already out there. Season. Good, good stuff. All right. Hey, Chet, Flyers, as
3: we said, a mid-season. hard to believe they're 16, 18, and 7. Really not bad. Just seven points out of that last playoff spot. I don't know if they can do it or not. There's all kinds of trade rumblings going on and all that, but is it possible to ride the hot rookie
2: goaltender Sam Erson? Boy, who knows? Uh, that's going to be really interesting to see how all this develops. How much, you know, Erson and Carter Hart are going to get as far as, uh, you know, splitting the time. And what about Felix Sandstrom, who had been the backup to Hart until about 10 days ago? I actually heard somebody on the radio yesterday, and it was one of the hosts on 97.5 actually, said the Flyers should trade Carter Hart and go with Erson. I think it's a little premature to say that. I mean, he's played, what, five games? I know he's played well, but a little premature to talk about trading Carter Hart.
3: Yeah, I think so too. But uh, but I have no problem with riding the the hot wave here. Yeah, uh, you know if he's winning, play him. Uh, they they see Alexander Ovechkin tonight, and it looks like Carter Hart is back in the goal or expected oh to be. <laughs> uh, Provorov, Hayes, Van Riemsdyk, all their names coming up on trade um, possibilities. I mean, we may have a whole different looking team here shortly. Uh, that's more veterans and that's more goal scorers that are going away. And sooner or later, got to replace goal scorers.
2: Yeah, Flyers are more likely to be sellers than buyers as the trade deadline approaches. And that that trade deadline, by the way, isn't until March 3rd this year. So we'll see. There could be a lot of changes over the next six or seven weeks. And and frankly, 16,
3: 18, and 7 for this team is really not bad considering where they started and where we thought we were going with them. Uh, they're playing almost 500 and and seven points out when it looked like they were about 17 out not long ago.
2: Yeah. Well, those seven overtime or shootout losses, you know, really hurts them. They got to do better in those uh, extended games because then you would be over 500 if you win a bunch of those, but yeah, uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they are going to sell a bunch of these guys offs and, uh, you know, maybe get lucky in the draft because there's some good guys at the top of the NHL draft in
3: June. Oh yeah, there's a there's one of those generational players out That's there that uh, we'll see how that goes.
2: One other thing about the NHL in the Pacific Division, um, the first and third teams, of the Pacific Division are the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and then in third place, but not too far back, those Seattle Kraken, coached by Dave Haxtall, believe it or not.
3: Yeah, go figure. Hey, and a couple really? other things. As I mentioned, Ovechkin, you know, he, he's closing in on Wayne Gretzky, uh, Chet. He's now number two all-time in goals. He's not going to do it this year, uh, but there's a real good chance next year uh, Ovechkin is going to pass Gretzky in goals. And the other thing, we don't ever get to see him because he plays in Edmonton, but uh, Connor McDavid is putting up numbers that are on a pace to to score about 140 or 150 points this season yeah, uh, he's really, really good.
2: He is, and I, I never thought Gretzky would be caught with the goal scoring, but hey, it could happen, like you said, probably next year. That's right. Razit, right. Bill, razit. Let's
3: take another quick break and thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Razz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more, check out their Facebook page, like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Razroom. That's right, PPCC 118 Razroom on Facebook.
2: Yeah. Yes. Any sir. parting shots for you tonight? Notes? No parting shot other than uh, some sad news from the world of music today. Jeff Beck left us, 78 years old, um, bacterial meningitis, which apparently we just learned about very recently. Uh, legend played with the Yardbirds, with the Jeff Beck group featuring Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood. Uh, just considered one of the greatest legendary guitarists of all time, dead at 78. So bad news on that front. Jim Croce would turn 80 yesterday. Man, they're talk about a guy gone too soon. He was, uh, you know, a South Philly guy and he died in that plane crash in the early 70s. Hey, hey, he hey, hey, hey. hey. Yeah. Delco guy. Oh, Delco, was he? Upper Darby, Delco guy, deep in the heart of Delco, baby. And finally, today is National Milk Day, and I was just thinking, (laughs) I can't remember the last time I've had just a glass of milk. I use milk, you know, in cereal and in coffee, but I've never, in the last 30 years at least, had a glass of milk. Didn't I hear that this is National Pizza Week? Oh, I don't know
3: about that. I, I heard that on the radio. Today is also
2: a National Step in a Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day, but that's a whole other thing. Wrap it up, Bill.
3: There you go. Let's wrap it up. Let's thank tonight's special guest, Brandon Lee Galton, Bob Vitrone, Jr., our sponsors, Iris Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Razz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chetchesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday January 18th at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen to our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. With that, high hopes Philadelphia sports fans and Go, birds.
2: Happy pouvs, bgs, to da